0: At this time, we're going to get ready to receive our tithes and offerings. So, ushers, if you could please prepare for that. Uh, You know, it was amazing yesterday. We had so much fun. In fact, we had over 100 volunteers here helping us set up and get ready for this Christmas season. So that way we can invite our guests and our loved ones to just celebrate Christmas here at New Hope. And what was really cool is that uh, yesterday we had a bunch of young people. We had a bunch of youth joining us. There's some of them there in that picture. And it was so amazing because... They came, up, they came up early, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock on, a sun, on a Saturday morning. 8 o'clock. They woke up to be here to clean. To clean. It was, it, was a, it was a Christmas miracle. But you know what's so amazing is that that's what happens is when we give to God, we allow opportunities to happen for people to not just receive but to give back so that others would come to find him. And it's the same with our tithes. You might be visiting us for the very first time. And if that's you, we ask that you don't feel obligated to give. In fact, receive this service this morning to help you in your walk with the Lord. Or maybe you're visiting us from another church. And we want to continue to encourage you to give wherever you regularly attend church services. But if New Hope Church is where you call home, would you know that as we give unto the Lord, he always, always gives us back so much more. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray for our tithes and offerings this morning? Lord, we come before you this morning, Lord, and Lord, we thank you so much for all the things that you're doing, Lord. And Lord, we thank you not just for this season, but for every season. Because Christmas isn't about a season, Lord, it's about you. And so, Lord, this morning, as we give you our tithes and offerings, Lord, we do so knowing that you're going to do great things in the lives of your people. That, Lord, we pray that you would take it and multiply it so that those who don't know hope would come to find you, that those who have no joy would come to find you, that those who don't know love, would come to find you. That, Lord, you would change their lives for all of eternity. And, Lord, I pray for the hearts of those who give and let them know that what they do this morning has eternal rewards. Because as we give unto you, Lord, you never, ever stop giving us so much more. And so, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We pray for our tithes and offerings, Lord. And we look forward to what you're going to continue to do in the lives of your people. We pray for all these things in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen. Well, Pastor Sheldon is actually starting a brand new series this morning called Christ, Mess, and Christmas. And you know what's so amazing is this no matter where we are in life or in our lives, God always shows up.
1: In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He had a dream of what could be, He knew its worth. What was once barren, filled with an empty darkness, he filled with a mere thought, a love for all of us. He chose every leaf, every branch to become a tree. He is the ultimate artist. He created sights we haven't yet seen. The creator, the maker of every color, used the land as his blank canvas. Who did he make it all for? He could have been done, his masterpiece completed, but his mere thought still, it repeated. He wanted us, his children for eternity, every leaf like a life growing on the living tree. His forest of love, our souls to free. When God shows up, what will we see? His grace, his mercy, his love is healing when God shows up it's more than a
2: feeling Yeah, you and I live in a world that is filled with a lot of mess, but we also have a God who shows up in the midst of it. And wherever we are in life, that's that's what's so good about God is he's able to show up. That's what this series is all about. That you and I, although we go through life's difficulties, God showed us how good he is when he gave us his son and the way he did it in the world that we live in. So if you know Jesus Christ, you understand what I'm saying. But if you are yet to or, or you're, you're coming to know Jesus Christ, maybe, maybe today is one of those days that certain things get clarified. And certain things will make sense in how God sees us and why he gave us his son the way he did And when you came in, you were given a bulletin, and in there are some notes that will help you to follow along, or you can use our church app. We also wanted to welcome those of you who are on live stream. And sometimes you'll see on our slides here that the writing looks small, but that's for our live stream because we have our bulletins. uh, We have our notes that we can read off of here if there are scriptures. Uh, More than that, this season that we celebrate Christmas It reminds us that we're not celebrating a day, although we love the day, we celebrate the person, Jesus Christ. And so wherever we are in our belief system or wherever we are in life or our relationship with God, today is a day that we get to understand not just Christ but the mess that we go through and this season of Christmas. When you think of all the things that you and I come across and what we deal with in our everyday life, there's not a day that goes by that you and I aren't faced with some kind of difficulty or we know, or that we know someone who is going through some type of difficulty. Life is filled with a lot of mess. But when God shows up, everything changes. I'm going to do a, a quick survey, and I, you, just, you can answer out loud if you want to. But I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and I just want you to finish or I'm going to finish the sentence, and you, you pick and choose which one it is. I'll give you a multiple choice, okay? So finish the sentence, and I'll, I'll actually fill it in for you. But you let me know where you are on this. First one is this. Imagine this, that the house is messy. Just picture your house being messy. If it is already, then, well, that's where it is. So picture the house that it's messy, and then mom shows up. When mom shows up, A, she is delighted to see everyone. I don't know why we're laughing at that, but B, she ignores the mess. C, somebody's gonna die. So, A, B, or C, what do you think? Somebody's gonna die. Maybe that's why the children aren't here today or the husband. Okay, second one. Someone just spilled a full cup of grape juice on the brand new carpet and dad shows up. A, he immediately looks for whoever did it and gives them a loving hug. <laughs> what? Why? Why? We, we could do that. Maybe we don't. B, he immediately looks for things to clean it with and then starts to clean it up himself with a good heart. C, somebody's going to die. <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe. I, I, I think sometimes, sometimes, some fathers, they clean it up. Anyway, so here's the third one. When you're at a party and you're drinking alcohol and the pastor shows up, A, you quickly hide. B, you hide your drink. C, offer him a beer. <laughs> well, <laughs> some of you are like, C, would offer him a beer. Thank you very much. I, I, I actually drink beer. Well, it came quiet. That's like, ooh, I don't, know if, I don't know if I like go to his church. It's ginger beer and root beer. I do not even drink ginger beer. Okay, last one. When you lied to a friend that you weren't able to go out with them or hang out with them because you'd rather hang out with your other friends. And your friend shows up at the same place you all went to and sees you. A, you make up a lie to cover your first lie. B, you ask for forgiveness on the spot and confess that you lied. Or C, you just face the consequences. Wait, first of all, first of all, why are we lying? Like, we're we're thinking like, okay, if I did that, what would I say? Like, first of all, we should be thinking, I wouldn't even have done that. So wherever we are, if you're going to make up a lie to cover your first lie or ask for forgiveness or just face the consequences, don't we all find ourselves in difficult situations? It may be in a lie. It may be a financial mess. It could be even our very own relationships. It could be our family. It could be with our health. Whatever it is, because we're human beings, we're going to face life mess, life's messes. We're going to have difficulties. We're going to find ourselves in such a mess from time to time that sometimes we just don't know where to turn. And on top of that, you're going to have people that come up to you and say everything is going to be all right. The problem with that is they're not in the situation that you're in. And because of that, we have a hard time comforting one another. And it's okay to try to find comfort in each other or to encourage one another and then to try to build each other up when we're going through life's greatest messes. But it still leaves us, for some reason, still in darkness. You know, on the front cover of your bulletin, there's a picture that there's some rubbish around some candles. And the, the reason why we wanted to do that is to show that even in the midst of trash, rubbish, mud, and decay... The light of Christ still shines bright. No matter what we go through, he, he, he never changes, and he came to bring us a kind of hope that lasts for all of eternity. So what we're going to look at today is what happens when God shows up? What happened when God gave us his son? What happens when God shows up no matter what kind of mess we're in? You know, John 3.16, for God so loved the world That he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Probably the most famous of all scriptures in the world. Which leaves John 3.17 to be lonely. Like John 3.17 is like the brother of John 3.16, thinking like, hey, what about me? Like this is probably the most loneliest of all scriptures. So we're going to read it together. John 3.17, it's in your notes, or if you can see this on the screen. Let's read it together. Ready, go. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. That is encouragement. God wants to encourage us today to remind us that no matter where we are, no matter what kind of mess we're in, God can save us. But it will always be through his son, Jesus Christ. That's how God does it. In the book of Luke Chapter 2, I want to read from verses 1 through 20. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Luke is in the, in the New Testament. And Luke is going to give us a perspective of how or what took place and what happens when God shows up. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria. which were just as they had been told. When these angels show up and give this news to the shepherds, everything changes. And not just with what they were going through, but for all of eternity. History was being made at that specific moment. So we're going to look at some things that take place when God shows up. And here's the first thing that happens when God shows up. If you want to take some notes, God's presence brings peace. That's what's so astounding about the presence of God, that it is his presence that brings peace. Sometimes we think peace is going to come from our bills being paid off or or getting a better job or a better home, or or we think peace is going to come from another person, maybe a a relationship, but it's, it's actually the presence of God that gives us the kind of peace that is necessary for us. God gave us his son. He gave us a gift, his one and only son. And in this, in this story, it, only, it all starts off wrong. It doesn't start off smoothly. Everything wasn't going their way. Everything wasn't going according to how they would want it to. First of all, Mary is about to give birth. She checks into supposedly an inn, but there's no room. She has to give birth. So she has to go into the stable where there are dirty animals, and now her son is going to be put in a manger. That is not the best setting for a newborn child. None of us would choose a manger over a hospital. Or maybe you do, you know, the ad like at a, at a home kind of thing. But what God was showing us was that even though the stable was messy and the manger was messy and the whole entire area was messy because of the animals, as dark as it was, God's light could still shine in our world through his one and only son. Now, we may, we may have different reasons why God would do it this way, but this is the way he did it. We may have our reasons to not believe, but this is the way he did it. And, he, and the, the first words that, that is spoken to the shepherds is, do not be afraid. In other words, they had to say that because they were afraid. Because the first words you speak when someone is afraid makes a big difference. My son Jordan, who was in Oregon, about a, well, he's still there, but about a year ago, he FaceTimed us in the middle of the night. Now, when you get a call from your children in the middle of the night, don't you as a parent panic? You start thinking, what's wrong? What, what, did something happen? And now he's FaceTiming us, so we're thinking, okay, something has to have happened. So we connect with him, and it's through video, FaceTime. And we say, hey, Jordan, what's, how are you doing? What's going on? He says, okay, so I was washing the dishes, and um, while I was washing a cup, the glass broke, and it cut my hand. And I think I have to go to the hospital. So Heidi says, what, what are, you, are you, are you bleeding? Is it, how deep is the cut? What does it look like? And show me it? Let me see your hand. So he lifts up his hand, and it's, he kind of taped it, so kind of, you know, close it shut. He doesn't have a first aid kit in his apartment. What 24-year-old thinks of a first aid kit? Well, now he does. So she's she's not panicking, but I can hear it in her voice that she is very concerned. I as a dad am concerned, but first thing I ask him is, Let me see, let me see. Ah, you'd be all right. You'd be okay. Do you have do you have like a paper towel? Put the paper towel first and then put the put the tape over it. You know what kind of tape it was? Packing tape. There's no flexibility in packing tape. It's just straight-up tourniquet. So he just wrapped it around his hand, but he did need to go to the hospital, and he got some stitches. Now, we could have went in as parents, and he'd tell us the story, and we say, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? You're going to bleed to death. You're going to hold your hand up. If not, you're going to die. You're going to pass out. I've seen this happen in movies. You're going to die. No sense. I might as well pray over you right now. We could have done that. But those first words that are going to come out of our mouths as parents are very crucial and critical. The first words that God brings to these shepherds are, do not be afraid. Why does God bring those kinds of words? Because he's a God of peace. He comes with his peace. Jesus himself said it like this in John 14, 27. He says, I am leaving you with a gift. Here's the gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is is a is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. What Jesus was saying is this is a gift. You can't earn it. I freely give this to you. It's a gift of peace of mind and heart. I think we all could use peace of mind and heart. Sometimes we think peace is going to come from our circumstances changing. Well, Jesus says no. Peace is going to come from me, a person. So no matter what circumstances come your way, you're going to have peace of mind and heart. Because I am peace. God wants to bring peace into our lives, our community, our homes. And he does that by bringing in Jesus in the midst of mess. So if you're in a mess right now, bring Jesus in. Bring in the presence of God. Because God's presence brings peace. Here's a second thing that happens when God shows up. God's presence brings joy. It brings joy. The shepherds brought good news which would cause great joy for all people. It wasn't just a a, a specific time and place that, oh, it's going to be joyful right now. He said, no, this is going to be forever all the way into eternity, and it is for all people. What was the good news? Was it world peace? Was it no more wars? Was it a great Christmas bonus? Or better health, a bigger home, a better car. See, the good news wasn't a place, it wasn't a product, or it wasn't a promotion. The good news was a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. The shepherd said, you will find a baby, not a bonus, not better health, not bigger home. It was a baby in the middle of a messy manger. Oh, it would be great if we got the bonus, the money, the car. It would be great, but it only lasts so long. Sometimes we, we, we go opposite and we say, if I can have these things, then I'll have peace and joy. And the Bible says worldly things won't give that to you. But if we do it the opposite way and say, God, I want your presence to be in my life. I, I receive you. Jesus, can you be my Lord and Savior? Now we have peace of mind and heart and joy. And then when everything else is added, whatever it would be, that doesn't, that's not the fuel to keep our joy going. Because joy only lasts so long when it's something temporary. See, if we're thinking of, of just having something to bring us joy, how long does that last? I mean, just think about what, what brings us joy. I mean, our children bring us joy. Our, our, you know, being together with family, sometimes friends bring us joy. My wife Heidi brings me joy. In fact, when I first met Heidi, I was like on like 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 joyful, joyful Lord, we adore Thee. That's how like it was. It was past ten, and then we got into a fight, and then I, in our relationship we had differences, and then because Heidi, no listen, she's stubborn, and then because it's just it's just for the purpose of church, Heidi, it's not real. It, like my joy that I thought would sustain it. It fluctuated because I thought it was going to be in things going well in my life and my surroundings. But when I found Jesus, now that joy sustains us through the ups and downs of life. No matter what mess we're in. Because we're going to have conflict. We're going to have differences. We're going to go through financial crisis, relational crisis, health issues. We're going to go through that. But when our joy is in the Lord... That's our strength. If it's in people, then it only lasts so long. Any joy outside of the presence of God does not have enough to sustain us for the internal things that are needed for the issues of life. It, it has to be the presence of God. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11 tells us that you will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy in your right hand there are pleasures forevermore it's in his presence so we have to be mindful of the presence of god and and the greatest news is that god is everywhere at any given time you can make a conscious decision to be in the presence of god even while you're in the presence of mess you can quickly shift your mind and say lord right now i'm in a mess i just need your presence I want your presence to be with me because in your presence is fullness of joy. I don't feel joyful right now, but I know in your presence there is fullness of joy. And you stay close to him because we are going to go through life's greatest messes. He brings peace. He brings joy. And then the third thing, the presence of God, God's presence, brings hope. Hope. We live in a world that almost looks hopeless because there are certain things that happen that rock us and it changes us and it, 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 it kind of like electrocutes the very fabric of our being. And then that translates to our relationships or it translates to our, in our marriages, our, our, our friendships, our work environment, our countenance, our demeanor, even our heart, and everything is short-circuited. Therefore, we have no hope. So we don't have hope in our marriage, we don't have hope for our family, we don't have hope for our community, the places we live. Because it almost seems like there is no hope because things keep going wrong. But God reminds us and says, no, I'm going to send my son to you in a world that is filled with darkness where it looks like there is no hope. And he's going to bring hope. He's going to bring the kind of joy and peace that only he can bring. That's why he said a savior has been born. A Savior has been born. This was the news the world needed to hear. Actually, we would have loved it to have been said that a Savior has shown up fully grown, ready to go. Because think about it. At that time, when the Savior was to be born, the Messiah, the, the prophecy of, of the chosen one coming into the world, they, needed, they wanted instant Gratification. They wanted Jesus to be king and to take over and to rule like how an army would, with a sword. But here comes good news for all people, that will cause great joy for all people, with a baby. Think about it. They have to wait till he grows up to become a warrior. Talk about impatience. Talk about, we don't want the baby. We want, we want like a warrior. Like bring in someone tough. Bring a baby. What is the baby going to do? So many kings at that time, they weren't intimidated. They just thought, oh, that's the Savior? I don't have to worry then. But then after a while, they're thinking, wait a minute. If that's supposed to be another ruler, then right now he's at the most vulnerable stage of life. We should take him out now. And we'll get into that as the series continues And why they wanted to kill Jesus. But they had to wait. Many of us don't like waiting for hope. But that's really what hope is. You have to wait for hope. And we don't like waiting. We don't like waiting when things aren't where it could be. And so we say, God, why can't you show up in this way now? Why do we have to wait? it could possibly be that God is doing so much more than the actual what is hope. Maybe there are certain things that he's teaching us. Maybe he's, he's doing something else that we cannot see. Because if, if we could choose how we wanted to be rescued or how hope would come in our life right now, what would it look like? Maybe for some of us, if we're looking for uh, a financial help or we're going through financial difficulties, we would want money now. Or maybe we're, we're not... We're not doing well in our marriage. And we're saying, God, change her now. Change him now. I mean, God, if you could do that, that would be the best Christmas gift ever. That would bring hope into our marriage. And so that's our thought process. Or maybe we're dealing with a jealous partner. And we're saying, God, if you just bring in trust, then that would be good. But that's our way of doing things. God does it differently. That's why we wouldn't choose bringing in a baby. We would choose it a different way. But God brings in a child because this child is to be for all people. And think about it. As a baby, the baby is not, is, the baby is not threatening. When, when a baby is born, the baby is vulnerable, dependent on other people. So when God brings in his one and only son, he's very approachable. And whenever God does something, he always does it with a greater purpose than what we see. And when Jesus comes into the world, he comes in as a humble baby. But also, Jesus has to grow up in this world. Jesus has to turn one years old, two years old, three, go through his teenage years, become a young adult. He has to go through everything you and I will ever go through. And the genius behind that is that when Jesus goes through everything that you and I will ever go through, When we come to him, when we pray to him, he's able to relate to us and understand what you and I are going through. Because he went through the exact very same thing you and I will ever go through, except he had no sin. He did not sin. Therefore, he can give us the strength needed to go through whatever we're going to go through, and he understands. Jesus is a very good listener. and it comes with joy his listening comes with joy comes with peace comes with hope he brings hope into our world that seems hopeless everything that he does has hope attached to it in colossians 3 120 uh, excuse me colossians 127 the bible tells us that to them god has chosen to make known among the gentiles the gentiles were everyone else other than the jews He says, among the Gentiles, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you. And let's read this part together. Ready? Go. The hope of glory. That sentence alone speaks something to us. Jesus is the hope of glory. So you know when we say glory to God or praise the Lord, praise God, it's more than just a statement. We're saying there is hope, and there is hope found in Jesus Christ. When my grandson, who is seven right now, he was about four years old, we were eating breakfast, and, and as Papa, I make the best breakfast for them cereal. It's just the best <laughs> breakfast. It's <laughs> hey, hard, you know, portal milk sometimes you spill, and you gotta measure milk to cereal, so it's not that easy. So I'm making these things, and it's fruity pebbles. And he's eating fruity pebbles, now it's a full bowl. And he spills the entire bowl. I don't know what he did, but the bowl flipped over, landed on our, we have a tile floor. It lands on the tile floor, and because it's a plastic bowl, it hits it and bounces, and it flies everything, it scatters everything, milk, everything all over, and all the fruity pebbles on our back window, sliding glass door, fruity pebbles, all on the ground, all on the chair, on my leg, and some on him. And he looks at me. And let me just slow down time for a moment. He looks at me, I look at him, I look at the mess, and I'm thinking, we have dogs, they can clean that up. I have a mop, I can clean that up. But I'm looking at him and the concern in his eyes. Because he's thinking, what is Papa going to do to me? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get scoldings, I might get a spanking. And he's looking at me, and the first thing I say is, Landon, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. Now I'm Papa. If that was my child, everybody's gonna die. So, but at this point, this is Papa. (laughs) So I'm not that holy. But I, I just I tell him it's gonna be okay, Landon. It's gonna be fine. We clean it up together. I give him another bowl of cereal. We sit. We talk, and we're 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 fine. That's the picture God wants us to see when we're in a mess. We're looking at the mess. We didn't even want to come to God. We're afraid. And God says, my peace is with you. I'm going to bring you joy. I'm going to cause great joy by giving you my son. And it will be for all people. You know, when Jesus healed people, he would often say, peace with you. When he would heal them, he would say, okay, now go in peace. You know what he was saying by that? He was saying, it's not about the healing, it's about me, the healer. Now go in peace. Otherwise, you're going to look at the healing. You're going to look at what I gave you. You're going to look at the blessing. You're going to look at the finances I blessed you with, the better car, the newer home, the, the, the well-behaved children or family. You're going to look at that and think that that's going to bring you peace, joy, and hope. But it's not. It's going to be my presence. And when you spill in life and you have mess, or you have a mess, you and I can do this together. But just stay close to me. We're we're going to get through this together. I got more cereal. That's what God's saying. I got got more. We can can clean this up. We we can get by. But we just need to stay close together. When God shows up, everything changes for the better. Amen. Close your Bibles and put all your notes. We're going to pray together. I want you to think about what is, your, what is your greatest mess right now. And maybe you're not going through some kind of mess. Maybe someone else is and you know what they're going through. Or well, we're going to pray not just for what we go through, but maybe even for other people. Maybe our children, our parents. Maybe we're going through a, a difficult season. Then we're going to pray. We're going to ask for God's presence to be with us. Not just right now, but as we leave here. That his presence would be with us and we would be in his presence wherever we go in this season and throughout our entire life. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Lord God, we're so grateful that you have given us your one and only son that in this season that we're in, we're reminded of your goodness, your grace, your mercy. We're thankful for your peace and the joy that you bring to us and the hope that you bring And so right now, we we thank you that we can be in your presence. We pray that wherever we go, we would always be mindful of your presence because it is in your presence that there is fullness of joy. We pray for those who are struggling right now, maybe a a loved one, could be a family member, a friend, and they're, they're, they're going through a difficult time. Lord, we pray for them. We ask that you would be with them, that you would strengthen them and build them up and who knows maybe maybe they need to be here where we are right now and listening to your word and we pray that they would draw close to you if they don't know you already and for all of us we're grateful that we have a god like you i'm sure there are some here this morning that you're saying i don't have that hope i'm i'm searching i'm looking but i don't i don't know jesus so i don't I don't have that kind of hope that you're talking about. Well, if you have never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to do so. And I'm going to lead you into a prayer, and it's just receiving Jesus into your heart, into your life, in exchange for the life that he has for you. It's a peaceful one, it's a joyful one, but it's also a hopeful one. And it is an eternal gift. God created heaven for you and I to spend with him for eternity. And if you're here today and you're saying, I want I want Jesus in my life, would you just lift the hand real briefly and we'll pray together? Okay, God sees your hand. Yeah, just be bold and say, I want I want God in my life. Yeah, God sees you right there, back there, back here. God sees you. Yeah, real briefly, right here. Okay, back there, right there, right there. God sees you, definitely, right there. Okay. God sees your hand and he sees your heart. He knows your prayers. Yeah, God sees you too. You can put your hands down. We're going to pray this together, and although I'll be saying the words and you're repeating after me, just include your heart. And here's our prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross and rising from the grave to give me eternal life. Bring your peace, bring your joy, and fill me with your hope. In Jesus' name I pray. And Lord, that's our prayer for all of us today, Lord. May we as your people leave here differently. Even as believers, Lord, we need to be reminded often about your peace, your joy, and your hope. It's in Jesus' precious name that we pray and we all said together, amen, amen. Can we just welcome these who said yes to Jesus this morning? That is the best decision that you're gonna make and at the end of service, if you... If you said yes to Jesus, we have a Bible for you. It's a free gift from us to you at our yes table. Uh, Please come see us, and then we just want to uh, gift you with that. It'll just help you with your walk with Christ. And then today, being a brand new day, let's, as we live our life, do it to the best of our ability because we know that when God shows up, everything changes. Amen.